Welcome to the I and Team Podcast with Brian Smith and Mary Smith. You are more important to your team than you might believe. Everybody has something to contribute, and most importantly, that's influence. Learn more on today's program. Now, here is Brian Smith and Mary Smith. Good morning, everybody. Actually, it's afternoon, and this is Brian Smith with the I and Team Podcast. And um, today, uh, we're going to be talking about first impressions. And Mary's not with me today. As you can see, I'm in my office here in Algin, Illinois, and we are uh, separate. Mary's headed down to the city. Spencer is taking the bar exam. Mary decided to go with him and uh, spend the week down there while he's taking the bar, and they're going to take him to the city. So as we introduce the first impression to this week's show, uh, we're going to talk about first impressions and specifically uh, about what a first impression is and how they affect us and influence us in everything that we do. So there's two parts, I think, that are the most important uh, in first impressions. One is image and the second is attitude. Um, And we oftentimes get the image before the attitude. Um, We get the image can sometimes actually come from an attitude if there's some negative body language or happy body language. But uh, the reality is, is that first impressions are derived from those, those two and they can affect each other. Um, First impressions can change. First impressions, I don't mean to be literal. I mean them to be uh, an overall impression of a moment, uh, not just uh, the very first thing you see. Uh, though that can be affected also, you know. Um, so let's, let's begin first with uh, how first impressions uh, can guide us. Uh, I like to use um, the UPS or FedEx driver as one. You know, when the FedEx driver is coming up to your front door, you're a little bit at ease. Your first impression is, is hey, it's the FedEx driver and everything's going to be okay. Um, He's going to bring me my package or pick up a package. And, you know, we can get back on our heels a little bit. Um, That first impression of that experience with that person has already been set. It was set by the brand. It was set by the expectation um, that FedEx or UPS may have given us. Uh, Companies can lay out first impressions, and they can prepare us for what we think is going to happen or is about to happen. Um, and that's where policy and procedure can come into play. But uh, as a small business, how can we build and give ourselves a better uh, opportunity to have a good first impression? And, and let's start with the first, which I just brought up, which is uniforms um, or professional attire. Um, by having uniforms, Um, you can set a good first impression. People can see that you belong to something. They can see that you are there for a purpose and they might even know the purpose before they even meet the person. Uh, They can understand what's about to happen, which will give a better chance for a good first impression. Um, Sometimes they wear IDs 
you know, we have this press ID that we have um, when we're doing the podcast. I have this ID here when I go out uh, at a client's uh, site and I need to know that I'm there. And those IDs prepare for us a first impression to people I might see for the first time right there and sets the ability for me to have a good step-off point to begin a conversation to talk about the reason I'm there and not get through any more uh, understanding of who I am or anything else. However, um, if you're not in a place where you can provide uniforms or dictate to have um, a certain uh, uniform or a certain dress code, uh, and you can't have like that over there, you can't have IDs or something that are hanging out for people to see, um, then you can control a first impression by being friendly, having a smile on your face, um, and getting people comfortable with the fact that you're about to do something. Now, you can be put off right away. I can tell you that we have signs on the outside of the door over here that says no soliciting. and my first impression when a solicitor tries to get through that isn't a good one because they didn't read the sign. Um, so there are ways that first impressions can set you up to fail. Now, that doesn't always mean that that's going to happen. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, a salesperson came to the door here once and ignored the no soliciting sign and got through the front door and proceeded to sell everybody in the building candy. Now, the best part was it was a kid. So, you know, the first impression was it's a young kid, and we let our guard down because it's a young kid. So, and then he told us the story about why he was raising money, and the first impression built on us. And then he brought his little brother in, and the first impression grew, and it actually became a bigger piece of the whole sales process. So um, you can overcome uh, negative first impressions. And uh, it's important that we understand how to do that. So as part of this today, I actually sent uh, some questions to Mary and we're going to bounce back and, and forth. She's going to talk about her view of first impressions. We're going to come back and after she's done giving you her view of first impressions, uh, I'll come back and we're going to talk about the physical and intellectual aspects of first impressions. And we're going to talk about how attitude, eye contact, um, paying attention, and follow through can build on first impressions and turn first impression from a moment to a foundation that can be built on or that can put us behind the eight ball. So first let's go over to Mary and uh, have her share her view because she's younger and comes from a different perspective. First impressions mean something different to everybody. Remember they're relative. What you will tolerate in a first impression might be different than what I will tolerate in a first impression. So uh, we want to keep those in context. And context is always important if you uh, have listened to me or Mary talk about what we do here at the I and Team Podcast. So now we'll go off to Mary, and I'll be back in a few minutes to have some more follow-up. First impressions to me, they mean a lot, but they also don't mean that much. 
um, because when I have a bad first impression with someone, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt almost no matter what. I'm always going to give that person a second chance to show me a better side of them because I do believe that most people have a good side and I believe that they deserve the chance to show us that. So I don't want to say that first impressions don't mean anything to me because they do because first impressions can be good, they can be bad, but I personally am of the philosophy that if someone does not have a good first impression with me, I'm not going to hold that against them forever. <laughs> um, something that I think a lot of people judge people by is their appearance. And that's not really fair. It's not fair to you because you're like prohibiting yourself from learning about that person because of how they look. And everything's in here. Like, our bodies, they're our bodies, you know? Like, that's just what they are. But who someone is is in here. It's in their brain. So, to me, it's really important to not judge people by how they look. But I'm also someone that gets judged for how I look. You have probably seen, like, I have tattoos. I have a nose ring. Um, but also, on the flip side of that, my whole life, people have kind of gravitated towards me. Um, and that's another thing about first impressions that I don't think everyone is going to believe in, but I do believe in vibes. I believe that the energy that we put out is the energy that we bring in. And I believe that if we think positively or if we think negatively, we're going to attract positive or negative events and people. Um... And I don't know if I would categorize myself as like an optimist. I think I'm more of a realist, but I do think that I'm a positive person and I attract positive people. And that's not to say that I don't attract negative people because I do, but I think what you put out into the world is what you're going to get back. And I think that first impressions to me... They're about giving people chances. They're about giving people an opportunity to show you who they are on the inside and not just on the outside. And even if they give you a bad first impression, sometimes it's just going to happen, you know? Like, sometimes you give people bad impressions and that's okay. We're all human. This is life. Life isn't easy. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> so... That's kind of my two cents on what first impressions mean to me. I hope that Mary's uh, viewpoint on first impressions uh, provides a little bit more uh, dimension and context to our topic. Um, so I want to dive right into image first. And, you know, image isn't always about a uniform. I brought that up just to set a tone earlier about, you know, the concept of first impressions, but... The physical image really uh, was the point. And if you see somebody who's dirty approaching you in an environment where it's a sales environment or an environment where a first impression is going to mean something to you and they're dirty, they're unkept, um, they're disheveled, uh, whatever that might be, that's going to infect, uh, affect your first impression of them. And if it's a social environment, same thing, um, you know, we or many of us take those things 
uh, into account. You know, how somebody looks means something to us. Now, is it shallow? I suppose it might be shallow to some, but not always. You know, just I think you can expect for people in a professional environment to uh, be kept up, to have a uh, well manicured or a uh, a look about them that is comfortable to put you at ease so you can do business with them without feeling uncomfortable. So you can have a conversation with them about being distracted by whatever it is they're doing. Now, I'm not here to say that you can't have piercings or tattoos or those things in some environments, but, you know, if you have a tattoo on your neck, that's your business. But if you have a tattoo on your neck and you're an attorney, I think that you're going to get generalized and stereotyped. And is that right? I don't, you know, say it's right or wrong. It's just what is in our society right now. Um, if you have piercings in your face, and that's what you like, that's your business. And I think that you should be able to do that, but you should also understand what the consequences might be to choosing to have that type uh, of a look. And you may pigeonhole yourself or you may put yourself in a corner where the first impression that you give off aren't conducive to being maybe an accountant or a lawyer or some other professional uh, business or career that you might be choosing. And again, I'm not here to say that it's fair or unfair. It's a societal thing and it is what it is. Quite frankly, I could care primarily what people look like if they do a good job. Uh, within our organizations, we don't impose uh, those types of restrictions on people. Um, I might ask them if I had an employee who had a piercing in their face and we were going to a more traditional or more conservative client, I might ask them to do something about it for the benefit of our client. And I would hope that somebody in our environment would know that that wasn't an, an, an offensive request. It was more to make the people that we're dealing with more comfortable. And that's where some empathy comes into play in first impressions and understanding what we do to others in those first impressions. There's also the intellectual uh, aspect of first impressions. When we meet somebody and they don't speak well, and I'm not talking about somebody who I have a, a tendency to pause and to think while I'm talking. Um, I don't always use the proper English uh, because I'm rambling on or talking about a topic and just it comes out, right? Or when I'm writing. But if you can tell somebody is fairly intelligent about a topic or about what it is they're talking about, you can dismiss some of the mistakes they made or make in English or grammar um, and just listen to the content, not to the actual words and critiquing the words, but listen to the content. Do they make sense? And if they don't, um, and the way that they speak to you is confusing, maybe you don't have a negative first impression. Maybe use that as an opportunity to help them. Um, did they have eye contact? This is the attitude part. Um, do they pay attention and engage with you back and forth? Do they follow through um, on questions or do they digress a lot? So, you know, when we first meet somebody and how we interact with them, it all adds up to that first impression. So, um, and 
One of the things I want to ask Mary about is, does a first impression always affect how you follow up with somebody? Does that first impression, is it always lasting? For me, um, it depends on how remarkable the first impression was. If it was a negative experience or they were particularly outrageous in how they looked or outrageous in how they acted, then for me, it does affect the follow-ups. My expectations could be lower or higher. So, and that's the thing is, uh, if you meet somebody and they're always impeccable, your anticipation for the next time um, is going to be very high. And if they show up lower, does it change things? So I'm going to jump off to Mary and she's going to answer that question is, uh, does a first impression affect how she follow up? Because again, her perspective of first impressions and how it affects her is going to be different than mine, or maybe it's the same. So let's jump over to her and see what she has had or what she feels about first impressions and how they affect how she follows up with people. So does a negative or a positive first impression affect the way that I follow up with someone? And the answer is no. And the simple and main reason for that answer is what I stated earlier is that you can't just judge someone by a first impression with them. There's so much to people. There's so much. And if you have a negative first impression with someone, that's not always reflective of who they are. That's not just, they're not just that one thing. They're not just that one negative occurrence. They have good in them, most people. And they have something in there that you might actually enjoy. They might be intellectual in a field that you're not or are, and you can talk about those things and you can learn. They might be funny. They might be super fun to hang out with. They might be really good listeners. They might be really good friends. So I think it's important that if you have a negative first impression with someone, that you, if you have an opportunity to follow up with them, then you should follow up with them the same way that you would follow up with someone that you had a positive interaction with. You should stay true to yourself and stay consistent with how you follow up with people because the way that you treat others is reflective of who you are. And if you want and if you desire to be like a positive and a good person, you have to treat everyone the same until it gets to a point where you can't do that anymore. And I'm not saying that you can't have judgment on people or determine that you don't want people in your lives because that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is when you have a first interaction with someone and it's not good, then maybe give them a second chance to discover who that person is. If this person is consistently negative and not someone you want to keep around, then you shouldn't keep them around. You shouldn't keep people around you that make you feel bad or are negative. But you shouldn't discount them because of one impression. You should always give someone a second chance, sometimes even a third chance. I give people lots of chances to show me who they are and there are people in my life who have shown me that they are negative people. And I've given them a lot of chances to show me that. And I'm happy that I did because it just confirms my belief that they're not meant to be in my life. And there have been people in my life that I did not have a good first impression with. I didn't like them. And I gave them second chances and they turned out to be people that are still in my life. Very 
close with and great people. And I think that having an open heart and an open attitude and empathy towards human beings is going to get you really far in life. And that includes giving people second chances. I hope uh, that Mary uh, was able to add some context and some differences to what uh, or how we're affected by first impressions. You know, the next topic um, I want to jump into is do you ever discount them? Do you ever just let a first impression go? You just, you knew it was blown, but you also know from maybe experience or from somebody else that they said they were different. Um, I have many times heard wonderful things or bad things about somebody else. And then when I meet them, they're just the opposite. They're not bad or they're not wonderful. And I have a different experience as a first impression. So do you ever discount that first impression? Do you ever just let it go? Um, or do you allow your intuition and your single experience uh, re, uh, redefine what that person is? Redefine the interpretation you might have had from your friend or family member or the person who referred them. So, um, you know, I challenge you to think when that happens because oftentimes the context or the reason why we're interacting with them is different. Maybe they interact with them in a social uh, function and in a business function, they're a different person. So, and I talk about that in Find the Eye and Team, how we have different personalities based on different situations. Um, and those different personalities that we have and that we go out and deal with people can lay a different first impression and they can set us up to succeed or fail in what we're trying to do. So do you understand the different personalities you have in different situations? Do you understand how to control um, your emotions and to uh, keep them close to the vest? Did you just come out of a stressful meeting? Did you just come out of a stressful issue? And is that stress carrying over and affecting it? And if it does for you, that means it can do that for other people, which means other people can have a different first impression than what was intended. So this is another question that I pose uh, to Mary and that uh, she's going to answer is, you know, do you discount uh, do you discount that first impression because of the referral or what somebody else has told you? So I'm going to jump back over to Mary again and have her answer this question. And then I'll come back and we're going to talk about traps. You know, are there traps in first impressions? Do we set ourselves up uh, for uh, something other than what that first impression should be? So jump over to Mary and then we'll come back and we'll follow up with how we trap ourselves with first impressions, what we do and what others do to themselves. So do I ever let a negative first impression go? Yes. Um, as I stated in my last clip, just yes but I do kind of want to touch on the outside influences part of this segment um outside influences are super interesting because if you have someone in your life who doesn't like someone else I don't know if it's necessarily fair to yourself to just dislike that person because someone in your life doesn't like them 
Now, there are always exceptions to the rule. Always. But if you meet, if you're like friends with someone or coworkers and they just don't like someone else for whatever reason, I don't think that means that you can't like them. I don't think that that means that you're even going to dislike them for the same reasons. You might even like them for the reasons that someone else dislikes that person and that's cool. Like, we're all different. We all like different things. We all dislike different things. And our perspectives of life are going to determine how we judge others. And so when we talk about how we don't like other people, it influences the people that we're talking to about people they don't know or may know or may want to know. And I don't know if that's really fair. And I'm not saying that I don't talk poorly about people to people that I know. But I also don't always expect for that person to just dislike them. If there are influences in your life that push you towards someone, then I say give it a chance. Like, let your heart be open. There's always room to learn from people and to grow. But if you end up not liking that person, that's okay too. You don't always have to like or dislike someone because of the influences in your life. You have to make decisions for yourself based on your own perspective and based on what you want out of life and out of friendships and out of coworkers and everything. And kind of on that topic too, if you do have people in your life that are kind of permanent in your life um, and you either dislike them or dislike certain parts of them, I would suggest doing your best to find the parts that you like so that you can tolerate each other. Um, there's always going to be something or some part of someone that you can respect for whatever ethic they have. They have a hard work ethic. They're nice people. They whatever they go running every day and you like appreciate that or they bike to work or they recycle if you just find one thing that someone you dislike does that you can respect hold on to that and just know that even people that you dislike you can respect them and you should respect them the way you treat others is reflective of who you are so you should treat people well. You should honestly treat people the way that you would want someone to treat the person you love the most. Okay, welcome back. And uh, anyhow, back to traps. I hope Mary was able to uh, shed some light on discounting somebody's actions, but traps. Um, do you ever trap yourself? Um, do you ever just stick your foot in your mouth when you meet somebody for the first time, do you ever just come across as too aggressive or too friendly or too grumpy or just leave a first impression or get a first impression that just really you, you set yourself up for failure um, or for difficulties in the future? The best example I have for this is my wife, Renee. She may be one of the most bubbly and friendly people that most people would ever meet. She is just always happy in public. She's always in a good mood. She's always very gregarious and very uh, friendly. And um, she makes people feel like 
I think they're special, but oftentimes, because she is so positively aggressive, um, that people can say, is that real? Is that the real Renee? Can somebody really be that excited to meet us? Can somebody really be that happy? Um, is that the real Renee, or is that just a Renee that's a show for this moment, and she's just trying to impress us or trying to do something? And that's a trap. Uh, that's a trap for her. Um, usually it takes a second or third time for people to meet Renee to understand that that's the real Renee. And usually it takes a second or third time for people to warm up to her because the real Renee um, doesn't seem real sometimes. Some uh, people just don't believe that she can be that friendly. So I wasn't really teed up for this clip, but I do want to comment on um, traps. Uh, my mom really is a perfect example of traps, and she is so loving and so positive and so happy. She has so much to give people, but I think, like my dad said, that people really do have a negative reaction towards that positivity. They don't see it as genuine. And I really wanted to comment on this because this this part of her life and this part of our society, it makes me really sad because I think that people expect people to be negative. And I've seen it by the way that people treat my mom. People don't know how to react to people who are that happy and that positive. And I think that's really reflective of who those people are. Um, and it makes me sad because it tells me that they've had a lot of bad people in their lives. They've had a lot of negative people who didn't treat them well. And so they don't know how to interact with someone who is treating them well. Like... Someone who doesn't know them. My mom will treat anyone, anyone the same. She doesn't care what they look like, who they are. She just has so much love to give. And I would never expect her to not be that way because it's a trap. But I do hope that if you encounter someone that's like her, don't think of them as being disgenuine just because that they're really nice or just because they're going out of their way to be good to you. You deserve people to be good to you. And that doesn't mean that everyone always is going to be, but we all deserve it. We all deserve goodness. Okay. So I just really want to comment on that. I'm not really sure what my traps are. I don't know if I've met enough people to figure that out for myself yet. Um, but I just really hope that if you meet someone that's like my mom, that you'll allow yourself to be open to that interaction. On the flip side is that I'm kind of an introvert. Uh, this whole experience of podcasting and vlogging and uh, all the public things that have been going on uh, with the I and Team series and our book have been very uncomfortable. So, in the past, I come across as direct and as um, 
I don't know, kind of a jerk, I guess. Um, people have called me even uh, an asshole in that, you know, he just doesn't have the greatest personality and um, doesn't have a sense of humor. Uh, but, you know, I like to think that I do. But I leave that first impression, not intentionally. I don't go out to try to be that way. Um, I just tend to be a little bit more intense in a business uh, uh, perspective or in a business situation. And I have a hard time turning that on and off. I'm not really good at going, pivoting my emotion or my personality from one event to another. So and not being an overly social person, being more of an introvert than an extrovert goes against the business I'm in really as a, as an advisor, a consultant, as a speaker and an author. So when you find yourself conflicted, you might have to look in the mirror and actually think about the first impression that you leave and how can you temper that? How can you even that out? How can you, uh, make that a better experience for yourself and for others so that that first impression that you leave um, is a better one and vice versa. You know, I challenge everybody to be empathetic to the fact that every other human is affected by different things. They can have bad days. Don't stereotype and assume that somebody had a bad first impression because they're just a bad person. They like us. All of us uh, have outside influences, and those outside influences can affect us. And they may also not be ready. They may not have been prepared, and you may be getting some residual from something that happened. So that takes me to uh, my last point in first impressions in our deep dive here, which is how do you fix a bad first impression. How can you fix um, certain first impressions that leave people with a bad taste in their mouth or a bad uh, situation or just a bad first impression? Sometimes you can't fix them and that's okay. Um, some people won't allow you to fix them and that's not your fault. So I think that if you try to fix them, like with my what with what my dad said, um, you be honest about where you're coming from, what your perspective is of that moment. Just be honest with people. People are going to respect your honesty more than if you just ignore it or whatever. Um, I don't think I've ever had to fix a bad first impression, um, but I've definitely given bad first impressions. They just weren't important enough to me to fix them. So I didn't go out of my way to try. It's not like I had a bad first impression of the client or with an employer or a coworker, someone I was going to see every day. So you just got to pick and choose. Who do you want in your life? Who do you want to keep around? Those are the people that you need to be honest with when having bad first impressions. It's all about who you want in your life. And I think this is my last segment, guys. So I'll see you next week. Bye. So one is, is call it out. You know, be honest about whatever it is that caused that bad first impression. Um, you know, I've sat with somebody 
got off on the wrong foot and just looked at him and said, you know what, can we start over? Um, I think I got off on the wrong foot. I've given you a bad first impression. Um, you know, I wasn't prepared. I didn't prepare myself. I don't offer excuses. It's just the way it was. Um, you know, uh, something was influenced me before our meeting that really didn't allow me to be the person that I normally am at that time. And it's okay to do that. You know, if that person judges you on your ability or your attempt to try to correct or to fix a bad first impression, then whatever it is you were going to do with that person might not have meant to be anyhow. That person might not be somebody you want to have a relationship with anyhow. So understand that you can fix a bad first impression. If you weren't dressed properly, then, you know, tell them that I wasn't dressed properly. Um, if you uh, weren't prepared for a meeting the way that you should have been, then own it. You know, don't offer an excuse. Offer the fact that you're being, you're holding yourself accountable and how can I make that up? Ask them how they can make it up. If you've wasted somebody's time um, and you really didn't do a good job and they don't want to use you because of it, well, then you just own that. That, that's the consequence and you just got held accountable for not being prepared so the next time that you go into a meeting that might be similar or the next time that you go into a situation where you should be prepared be prepared and that's how you fix it you may not fix it for that one person but fix it for the next and take away that person's ability to pigeonhole you and tell people that you didn't know what you were doing Show them that you did by doing it right the second time or the third time. Don't accept mediocrity from yourself during first impression opportunities. Take yourself to the next level, raise the bar, and make yourself uh, better at your next first impression. So look, um, there are multiple ways to have a first impression. The first time you meet somebody, the first time that you do somebody do something for somebody, that's a first impression. You may have met somebody every day in the office, but the first time that they ask you to do something new, you're setting a new first impression. First impressions aren't always about the very first time. That's really not the point. First impressions are about the first time that something happens. That is your first impression for that event. Put them into context. Okay. Lean on a foundation that you can build. For instance, if you had a good first impression uh, when you first met somebody and then you worked with them for a while and every time you do something new you have uh, and something good happens, it's always a positive event, but then something bad happens. And if the first time that you deal with stress is a negative and by a negative, I mean you react poorly. Um, you become aggressive or you become, uh, you shut down and you don't allow yourself to work through the problem. You're reassessing or giving them a new first impression. It's a first impression of how you handle a certain incident. So build on that, okay? That's how you can fix bad, right? So if you've had a good relationship with somebody and you make a mistake, because the first time you do something with them, uh, it just doesn't go well. Own it, fix it, and go back to that relationship that you used to have. 
So you can use first impressions to repair things. Uh, you can use first impressions to get over obstacles. You can use first impressions to do better. So uh, I challenge you to pay attention. Uh, pay attention how people influence you. Pay attention how you influence others the first time you meet them or the first time that you do something with them together. And use first impressions to influence in a positive way. So I hope that our dive into first impressions has been good for you. Um, I hope that we've taught you and given you some takeaways that will help you to build your company to have better first impressions, uh, develop policies and procedures that give a first impression to your customers or to those that you influence, and that you continue to have that first impression carry on through your organization and through your life so that it's a positive experience as often as it can be. So, again, watch, uh, listen to us on the I and Team podcast on the voiceamerica.com network. Uh, we're also on YouTube, I and Team series. Uh, please, if you haven't read our book, Individual Advantages, find the I and Team. It's available at Amazon and on Audible. Uh, the podcast is on uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google, and uh, all of Stitch and all of the other podcast environments that we're streaming to. I hope you have a great week, and we will see you next week with our new show. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the I in Team podcast. We hope we've positively influenced you and you've picked something up from the show that you can use in building and influencing other individuals or your team. Please join us soon for another program on the Voice America Business Channel.